What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, I wanted to talk about something fun that we're both doing tonight. You may have heard me mention the theater Dad's Garage before. They are an Atlanta local improv theater mostly, but they do scripted plays as well. This shirt I'm wearing is actually from a play they've done called Wicked. It's a musical that's kind of a play on the Broadway musical Wicked, but it's about Ewoks, and (laughs) it's a ton of fun. It's hilarious, and they are streaming a recording that they did of it a couple years ago on their Twitch channel tonight at 8. We're both going to be in the chat dropping Star Wars trivia because there are a lot of really nerdy references in there, (laughs) and we're just going to have fun with it and watch along with some of the cast who will be talking about the production. Uh, But this is something that you would only be able to see... uh, in Atlanta or at the they've they've done it around the country a couple places but this is a real treat I'm yeah. going to be honest it's hilarious I love this play and I'd love for you guys to come hang out with us now as we get into questions I wanted to mention Molly's shirt is relevant for this one Hey. Obviously, there was a bunch of talk about Ahsoka <laughs> and rumors this past week, and most of our Patreon questions were about those rumors. So uh, we're going to dive into some ah- Ahsoka talk for a while now. First up, we've got Garrett McDowell, who wants to know the pros and cons to having Ahsoka in the show. So before I say this, I want to make it clear I am all about having a live-action Ahsoka, uh, but my biggest con about it is just that I like The Mandalorian because it is so set apart from the rest of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that we were just getting like this new corner of storytelling. And then, yeah, the Darksaber popped in and Mandalorians are there. And like there are connections, but uh, I'm worried that this is going to be uh, a step into making it like part of the main story, so to speak. And I kind of like it as a little side quest adventure. Yeah. <sighs> I also would love to see a live-action Ahsoka. I'm just worried about it somehow tarnishing the character. I don't. I don't know. I'm a little uneasy about the idea. Um, I mean, because we've we've seen a lot of live-action characters in Star Wars then go to animated, but how many have we seen start animated and go animated. to live-action? Saw Gerrera. It's rare. Yeah. And and even saw like he he didn't have a huge part. Chopper, uh, <laughs> <laughs> chopper. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's gonna be interesting because this will absolutely be like the biggest uh, time this has ever happened. Like she is maybe Star Wars animation's biggest character now stepping into live action. Uh, I'm excited to see it more than I am scared by it. Mm. Um, I think that it's going to be cool. My my biggest fear is that she will then overshadow what's going on in the Mandalorian story. And I was really into it. Um, but I, I, overall, I am excited by this news. It feels like it's been teased or rumored for a long time. And it's there's still just rumors. But yeah. so many big publications are talking about it that I'm like, well, this feels like it holds some water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about the same stuff because we have more questions that are, we're going to get into that. (laughs) Rick Villanueva asks, if the Ahsoka casting is true, how big will her role be in the Mandalorian? That's, we both had to stop ourselves because we were about (laughs) to answer exactly this question in the previous one. I think it'll probably be small. Agreed. That's my hope. Yes. 
because I don't want her to overshadow the main story. I think that she will pop in for an episode. I mean, if we look back at The Mandalorian season one, I, one of the things about that show that kind of frustrated me was the fact that uh, we were seeing Cara Dune and Grief Karga and IG-11 and Kuwil as like the the team. Mm-hmm. And it was satisfying in the end to see them all come together. But the whole time I was like, where's Kara? And then she stops by for episode four and then she's gone. And then she's back for episode seven and eight. And that was wonderful. But I would guess that something similar is going to happen. I mean, every one of those episodes feels like it just goes and we do a new adventure. So Ahsoka will probably be in a one or two episode little arc. Yeah, I could see her maybe like showing up at the very end of an episode and it being like a huge surprise slash cliffhanger. And then the next episode would be her episode of the that season yeah that would be cool and i think that's the way to go that's what i'm hoping for because yeah i just don't want it to all of a sudden become the ahsoka show yeah uh she had the clone wars and she's been in star wars rebels there are rumors of a rebels sequel series that i assume is animated but we'll we'll talk about this later (laughs) (laughs) maybe is it maybe it's time to move on to the next question (laughs) Wasty Dest wants to know if Ahsoka's appearance could be a backdoor pilot for her own show. So, so explain to the viewers what a backdoor pilot is. A backdoor pilot is like basically testing out a character or a premise within an existing show to see if they can handle a show on their own. Uh, so would Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian be like a test to see if we could get an Ahsoka live action series going? Uh, well... All of this is still rumor, but there are rumors about this rumor <laughs> of Rosario Dawson's casting that uh, this is a backdoor pilot. I want to say The Hollywood Reporter said that. Uh, one, one of the big publications said that, yes, this is a backdoor pilot. And I do think that makes sense because if you're going to cast Rosario Dawson, I wouldn't think you would do it for just the one episode maybe but like that that feels like too big of a deal like we are casting ahsoka tano and then her only live action appearance is in one or two episodes of the mandalorian like no (laughs) well i i don't know do you do you want to see a full-on ahsoka live action show where she it's just like the ahsoka show (laughs) for lack of a (laughs) ahsoka Mm. (laughs) Uh, i'm bringing my a-grade puns um yeah i mean i guess i'd be interested in it it my usual go-to answer is like i'd rather see something new Mm -hmm. and i love ahsoka i think that this is a cool direction they're taking her in but like i said we have had a lot of her and eventually like i just want to do new things like i'm relieved that the skywalker saga is over because now we can go to the high republic i'm so excited for the high republic (laughs) and i'm really excited for the mandalorian to come back because they're just these unknown elements to me uh and all of that exploration into the new is more exciting than like we're gonna see ahsoka do some more stuff and i'm sure it'll be cool i'm sure i'll like it but just in my head 
the these other things are more exciting to me. Yeah, I'll go back to what I was talking about earlier. Like I I would still be a little bit afraid of it tarnishing her character and her character's story arc. I like when would this take place? What who what other characters would we be seeing her interact with? <laughs> like this would be a big a, a very big deal. Um and I'm sure Dave Filoni would be in charge of it. Um I mean we know he's coming back for directing and writing, I think, in season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh I would wager that he's going to handle the Ahsoka episodes yeah. and with him in charge, I think that he will very much take care of uh, Ahsoka's character and hope not tarnish it. I trust Dave to handle it well. Yeah, and a lot of people are talking about, like, is Ashley Eckstein going to have a part in all this? That was my... Uh, in an ideal world, I think that's what I would want to see. Uh, it's a tough situation because... Like, if you're going to cast Rosario Dawson, I'm sure she wants it to be her voice. But Ashley Eckstein made the character. Mm -hmm. So I would love it if it were like a a Ray Park, Sam Witwer situation like they had in Solo. That was a short little cameo, easy to do. It would be such a pain to ADR every line of dialogue that Ahsoka had. But maybe she is just in a little bit of The Mandalorian. And maybe that is feasible, but... I'm leaning more towards that that is a false rumor that that she's going to get her own TV show. Like, I would be surprised if that were were actually going to happen. But if it did happen, yeah, I'd be excited to to see it, but nervous. (laughs) I still think it's just going to be for The Mandalorian. I'm hopeful that she does get her own show so that she doesn't take over The Mandalorian. Um I don't Ahsoka doesn't have to be in every Star Wars story. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan Lavering asks if we could also see Sabine in live action. So this goes back to what I was saying. Like what other characters um would we be seeing if Ahsoka pops up in a show or has her own show? Yeah, and this is what I almost got into earlier, where there are rumors of a Star <laughs> Wars Rebels sequel series, which I imagine would be about ahsoka and sabine searching for ezra that seems all the rumors surrounding that said that it is an animated show it just seems redundant (laughs) to like have ahsoka be in that and be in the mandalorian at near the same point in the timeline Mm -hmm. and maybe have her own show (laughs) yeah it's too much and (laughs) Were you thinking that this there's a chance that this could be a live action sequel series? That's what I'm like. It, it seems like, yeah, too much. If we have Rebel sequel series starring Ahsoka and Sabine and also the Ahsoka show, maybe they're one and the same. But that... That'd be so weird to me to have like a sequel series that's live action that started animated. <laughs> yeah, it's... it would be. It's a little, uh, what's that cartoon movie? The Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it's a little too (laughs) Roger Rabbit for me. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think that's the case. Uh, 
I I don't know what to tell you about the rumors of the uh, sequel series, but they are all saying that it is an animated show. So I don't think that'll be the case. It's just like, if we're going to do that, what is the Ahsoka live action show going to be about if that is also happening? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Just a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. And to go back to the question about Sabine, I I mean, because... The show is about Mandalorians. There's a chance. There's definitely a chance we could see Sabine. Um, Who's going to play her? Well, (laughs) here's the thing about Sabine. Uh, And yeah, if we're going to see Ahsoka and if she is still with Sabine at that point, um, maybe Sabine is following the creed now. Maybe she leaves her helmet on and we just get Tia Sakaar to voice her that would be cool like then you just have a stunt person in the suit or maybe tia i don't know yeah and you just have her do the voice yeah lastly for our ahsoka rumor coverage uh pablo alvarez asks if ahsoka could also appear in the cassian show to pass on the title of fulcrum to him this is a cool idea um but again, like, do we need Ahsoka in every single show? <laughs> right. I, I want to say that I also think that it's a cool idea that uh, she and Cassian would meet. Yes, they both shared the title Fulcrum. Uh, I don't think it'll happen because we know mostly what Ahsoka is up to during the that point in time. She was in Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. and she was missing on... Uh, Malachor, or stuck in the world between worlds, or something. Unclear. Uh, So, yeah, I don't think she will be in the Cassian show. I don't think she needs to be. Yeah, I don't want everything in Star Wars to start leaning on Ahsoka. Uh, She's a beloved character. I love her, too. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't want to get just tunnel vision on one thing. I want to explore all kinds of Star Wars things. Yeah, the only way I could see her being in that show... Uh, in in like for my preference would be like maybe there's like a hologram recording of her and that would be easy for them to film while they're filming other stuff and to have Ash- Ashley do the voice for it. Um, That's true. And just something, something really small. Yeah, and something I didn't mention earlier, like because I was someone that when these rumors started happening, I was like, I want Ashley to voice her. Like it's hard for me to mentally separate. Ashley from Ahsoka right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said the same thing about Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> and I, like, I can't see anyone as Han Solo except for Harrison Ford. And then Alden nailed it. I never once thought that he did a, a poor job playing the character. So I think Rosario is going to do a fine job as well. Uh, and also, it'll be further down in the timeline. So it's feasible that Ahsoka's voice would change. Uh, so I'm, I'm on board with it now. Um, <laughs> but... If they did that, I think it would be a nice touch to have Ashley voice the hologram as Ahsoka at that point in time. Yes. Agreed. That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing audio commentaries for all the new Clone Wars episodes and uh, the first five are out right now, the ones that have all been released uh, except for yesterday's episode, and we'll be doing that as soon as we can. 
On to YouTube questions, taking a break from the Ahsoka talk. Uh, Jedi Spartan 38 asks if the Inquisitors ever went after fully trained Jedi, or was that just Vader's job? <laughs> was Vader like dibs <laughs> on on the official Jedi? I could see him doing that, especially on maybe some of the more stuffy Jedi. Um, but I don't know. It, the The question points out that so often. Uh, the Inquisitors are beaten by uh, Padawan-level Jedi, like Cal uh, defeats the Ninth Sister, uh, he defeats the Second Sister, uh, you got Kanan, you got Ahsoka, who I would argue by that point were Jedi Knight-level. Yeah. Um, but I can't really think of a time where it was just the Inquisitors going to hunt like a well-known Jedi. The one time we've seen it happen was in the comics when they catch up with Eeth Koth and Vader's leading the charge. So <laughs> uh, I, I think it's probably a case-by-case basis. We don't know how many Inquisitors there are. They could just send a ton of them and overwhelm anybody. Yeah, I could see Vader giving them the instruction to, if like if they were to find an actual fully trained Jedi to not just take them out immediately to bring them to Vader. Sure. I mean, I, I you, you joke, but I do think he would probably call dibs on certain people. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you run into Quinlan Voss, like, don't take him on. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lachlan Tang wants to know if the Jedi were considered to be celebrities of the Republic. Ooh. Well, we're learning a little bit right now in the Clone Wars that... They're kind of the opposite. They're they're kind of known as the stuffy people who may have started this war and are the ones that are kind of forgetting about everyone else in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think that the Jedi Order is probably very well known. I'm sure there are some people out there that really love the Jedi. I mean, Anakin certainly seemed to be excited when he met Qui-Gon. Uh, I doubt that many Jedi, individual Jedi, would be considered celebrities. Maybe Yoda, because he's <laughs> like the the Grandmaster. It does sound like in Dooku Jedi Lost, Dooku started to gain some notoriety, and the Jedi weren't super happy about that. Mm. He was doing a lot of stuff in politics, and they were like trying to tell him to cool it. So... I, I would say that probably not. I bet th there has to be someone out there that collects like Jedi trading cards, but <laughs> I, I don't think that's a booming industry. I could see maybe in the High Republic this kind of being more of a thing, but I yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think the Jedi would consider themselves to be so like celebrity status because they're supposed to be humble and everything, yeah. but. Um, back in in the day when they were at their best, maybe. Oh, I think you make a good point because from what we've seen of them, they're a lot flashier and maybe a little more showboaty. <laughs> so yeah, I could see maybe one of them signs autographs or something like that. I think that would be an interesting way to show us immediately that like, oh, things are different. <laughs> yeah, and like all the ancient. Uh, uh, Jedi statues and everything like that, like th that are in old temples and stuff. That's more celebrity level admiration from 
back in the day. That's true too. I never really <laughs> thought about that. I just see a statue and I'm like, it doesn't dawn on me that, oh, that's probably a specific person. <laughs> I just, it was like, you're a generic Jedi statue. <laughs> yeah. Jasaris asks if Vader knew about Exegol. I have to imagine that he did. I mean, the question itself suggests like he has the wayfinder in his castle or he did. Um, so yeah, if he's got a wayfinder, I I don't think Palpatine would just give it to him without him being like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, and there's a little bit about this in the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker when we get that scene that we didn't actually get in the the film where Kylo meets this like weird swamp monster. The eye of the webbish bog. Yeah, that one. Um they have like a little, a very brief conversation and it's something along the lines of like, the, yeah, this is Vader's Wayfinder and it's been guarded, but you're his grandson, so I guess you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey La Bear wants to know if Plagueis' spirit possessed Palpatine the same way Palpatine wanted to possess Rey. Whew. Uh, uh. Who knows? <laughs> like, that's still something that to me is so vague. And I don't really, I was hoping the novel would clear it up a little bit. And it doesn't really, it kind of doesn't even touch on it. Um, I'm going to say no, just because I like to think of everything Palpatine says as more metaphorical. Like, I am all of the Sith. And what he means by that is like, I am the culmination of the Sith and everything they've ever done is led to me and I am the most powerful the Sith have ever become because that's what the rule of two was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, it sure doesn't sound metaphorical. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's possessed by Plagueis' spirit. Everything he says and does is 100% Palpatine. Just Agreed. Darth Sidious. And I don't really know that he meant to possess Rey either and like take over her body. I think that he meant maybe his spirit would pass into her. Uh, maybe Plagueis' spirit did pass into Palpatine. It's all very weird and I don't really like that idea. But <laughs> like even if he did that, I think Palpatine's goal in that moment uh, was to have his granddaughter continue his legacy. I think that's what was important to him. Uh, he's like, well, if I'm going to die, at least a Palpatine will sit on the throne. Yeah, yeah. I think instead of the idea of someone's spirit passing into another person, it's more of the legacy of the family name. Yeah. Uh, and when he says, I'm all the Sith, I kind of took that as like, the the Sith are all about like e eternal life and like trying to figure all that out. And Sidious is like, I kind of did it. <laughs> I almost did it. I'm, I'm, I'm most of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's on his way to eternal life. So in his eyes, he is the culmination of all the Sith. Close enough. Gerardo asks if any Mandalorian characters will say this is the way in the final season of the Clone Wars. I, I thought we could just take little bets on this. Uh, I'm I'm going to bet no. I want it to happen. I like that idea. I don't think it will. 
Well, I'll go ahead and bet that it will happen. Okay. Because that would be a cool little tie-in. I completely agree. Just knowing how far in advance uh, animation is handled, especially the voiceover work, um, I'm doubtful. But it's not like it would be hard to have one person record this is the way uh, for a Mandalorian who's wearing a helmet. Like, Oh, yeah, that's true, too. If at the last second they were like, ooh, ooh, we can do this. <laughs> like, I think it could be done. Uh, I'm just going to say I think it's unlikely. Yeah, probably. But just for the bet. You're taking the big bets. Yeah. All right. Just for the betting sake, I'll, I'll, what do I win? I'll get you another Funko Pop. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Don't, oh, I think we already have most, I know. most of that, that stuff was... <laughs> pre-ordered. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.